Hello, and welcome to a brand new Five Heart Podcast. Brought to you by Coordination.com, part of the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm back. I'm your host, Greg Mahachko. Joining me, no, no, let me rephrase. I am so thrilled to be joining the two men who've been holding down the fort the last 18 years, it feels like. Uh, John Dam Johnston, our founder and fearless leader. Hello, John. Hi, Greg. Greg, to have you back. Oh, hold on. I got to make an adjustment. That was a this. real intro. Not some guy making shit up and, you know, like he fell off a bar stool and got up or something. Is that what you do typically, John? I mean, I know you gave up drinking, but do you just have a, is it an equilibrium issue where you're falling off bar stools now, even though you're sober? No, I get so excited. I just throw myself around a lot. When I was younger, I would be able to, you know, maintain my balance much better and and these days, uh, <laughs> not so much. These days, I'm much more animated. Okay, sometimes it gets away from me. Actually, it's beneficial for the the video aspect of our of our viewership right here on YouTube. If you're watching it on YouTube, otherwise, the podcast app of your choosing. And we are joined by Captain T. Todd Wolverton. <laughs> Hello, Todd. I like that. I like oh, Captain God, no. T. That's <laughs> that's one of the more flattering nicknames that I've ever had. Thank you, Greg. It's nice to have you back. It's nice that we will have some sense of order and structure in the show tonight, rather than two old farts just winging it. So we're we're looking forward to having you back with us. Well, I, I'm honored to be here. I have to ask, what um, airplane hangar are you recording in this week, Todd, where it sounds like you are both three inches and 300 feet away from the microphone? Well, I am actually in uh, my house in West Union in an upstairs room. And I told John I was going to use a new microphone tonight, but I had trouble with getting the podcast on the, on the computer. I wanted, I'm not a real tech savvy guy, so we'll keep working on it. Um, as you can see though, I am sitting next to Lake Laverne on the lovely campus of Iowa state university this spring, uh, with the Campanile there in the background. It's my, you know, second choice of colleges and universities. So it's nice and aims tonight. Um, as I sit here with the moonlight in Ames, Iowa. You know, I miss going to Ames. Ames is a great town. Ames is a great town. It was a, you know, it was a nice drive, three and a half hour drive from Minnesota to go down to, uh, to go down to Ames and, and normally watch Nebraska beat the shit out of them. Now, here's something funny, Greg. You want to know something funny? Yeah. The guys on our dorm floor when I was in college took a trip to Ames to watch a football game. And for some reason, it took them like 12 hours to get there or get back in something. Now, I didn't get a go. But for a long time in my life, I thought, Ames is 12 hours away from Lincoln. How can that be? Why is this? Why? It was stuck in my head that it took these guys 12 hours to get to Ames, or was it 12 hours back, Todd? No, it was, uh, I don't think it was 12, but it was at least eight um, or nine or maybe 10 to get from Lincoln to Ames. Yes, we um, we left Lincoln on a 
nice fall Friday afternoon, beautiful weather. We were uh, loading up at N Street Drive-In. We had a car with a massive trunk, and we loaded it full of plain label beer and other beverages for the trip. Yeah, and um, for whatever reason, we did not get to Ings until relatively late in the evening. And uh, I remember a couple of stops. I remember um, in my former hometown, we stopped through there at a Casey's, and a couple of the guys along the way sampled every apple that was in the cooler. Um, every one. And uh, one, one bite per apple. Oh, God. Uh, turning them like that, that. And I remember being at a bar called Granddaddy's in Ames, and they had one of those floors that lit up dancing to wake me up before you go, go. And most of us had already gone, gone by the time we were there. So, uh, I, you know, what? I think that was wham as a matter of fact. Yeah. I think my biggest take the next morning, oh, it was brutally cold, brutally cold. We went to the game, 12 of us. We all had one door. We stayed in one hotel room and, um, yeah. Um, but the next day, the weather turned, and it was brutally cold. And uh, a couple guys snuck some booze into the game, but all I remember was one of our friends. We called him Nas, big guy, totally trashed. And at Iowa State games, you used to be able to sit on the hillside in the corners. And we kept rolling him down the hill, just <laughs> – Log rolling him down the hill. And the reason we did that is because then we would run down the hill and try to push him back up to stay warm. It was so flipping cold. It was miserable. I, I We all ran out of money. Couldn't stay at the hotel that night, and so we had to drive home. I think my, my, my favorite part of this story, aside from the log rolling, uh, is I did not know that Casey's you know, gas and, and food march or however you want to label them. I didn't know that they were around in 1933. Hard to believe it was, it is an Iowa based franchise, you know, and it's, you know, there has to start somewhere. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I spent a lot of time on the road uh, with, with a business associate and we go through a lot of small towns. We always end up playing small town bingo. Uh, do they have a Casey's? Do they have a, uh, <laughs> yeah, John. Yeah, John. <laughs> Was I? Yeah, just hit it now. It's fine. Okay. We had some good stuff. And welcome to, now to everybody on the YouTube. <laughs> it, if you want to know what we've been talking about the last seven minutes, uh, make sure you check out the podcast wherever podcasts are available. Uh, you can always get it right there at coordination.com. Uh, the, the big takeaway, we're hearing about a, a road trip, uh, Todd and a group of, uh, you know, classmates took, um, in college from Lincoln to Ames, uh, for a Nebraska Iowa State game, uh, where it was nice on Friday and bitterly cold on Saturday. They did, uh, uh, they, they were log rolling, a, a friend of theirs, uh, down the hill in one of the end zones to stay warm. Uh, I said that my biggest takeaway was that Casey's was around 85 years ago. Uh, nobody laughed. 
And uh, now we're talking about small town bingo, where I say the three things you have to have to be a true small town is a Casey's, a Dollar General, Dairy Queen. Agree? Hey, this that's where I live now, West Union, Iowa. Casey's down the street, Dairy Queen across the street, and Dollar General at the edge of town. Well, there you go. Todd, Bingo. you are a you are a true I think citizen. The biggest takeaway from that story was that it took them nine hours to get from Lincoln to <laughs> myself, but because that's literally stuck with me for years. I, I, honest to God, whenever somebody said let's go to Ames, I'd be going, "That's way out there in Iowa." For some reason, it's nine hours away in Iowa because these guys always talk about it took us nine hours to get there. I think I think on the way back you just drove back because you were all kind of. Some of you were probably liquid and and liquid form, and then it was. Let's get the hell out of here. We we um, I'm not sure other than the guy that did most. Well, one of the guys that did a lot of the driving, he probably had a good memory of what happened. But the rest of us, I'm fairly. I I remember I smashed. I opened a door weird, and it smashed me in my side of my face. I broke my glasses. One of my a girl that I knew from high school, um, she lived in that dormitory and um, went up there and and um, because it was at her dorm and I'm just bleeding profusely down the side of my face and went up there and she cleaned me up and she butterflied me. She 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 was uh, willing to um, stitch me up. She she offered to um, get some thread and a needle out and. Try to put a stitch to stop the bleeding. I, I think I like the phrase butterflied you better. You know, I'm guessing that there's a lot of people that don't actually know first aid, so they're like butterflied you. What the well, hell? Well, yeah. This you is know, something butter- boomers do to each other in college back in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> didn't make it out of it didn't make it out of that era. Yeah, we butterflied. Yeah. <laughs> I got lucky last night. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna see if that's on Urban Dictionary. Oh my god, don't do that. No? <laughs> Why not, John? What do you what do you what do you have to hide? Anyway, Ames, Ames, Ames was always a nice trip. It was three and a yeah. half hours away, and you know it was a good trip for me. I always, I enjoyed going to Ames to play Iowa State. You know, and I think I told this story earlier on a podcast about the guy we met that that got in trouble for beating up the Missouri mascot. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, John, we had a, well, you know, there's too much, we're doing too much storytelling, but one time we'll have to, we'll have to talk about when Iowa State played Minnesota up in the uh, Humphrey Dome. And um, you met one of Tammy's good friends, Augie, up there. You may not remember some of the details of that afternoon, but. uh, Just so you um, know, butterflying is in the Urban Dictionary. I would like to share it with you now. Yes. Because it's after nine o'clock. Uh, in the evening, we are into hashtag uh, CN after dark or coordination after dark. Butterflying, Urban Dictionary, when two or more people spread their arse cheeks apart and touch their bum holes together. Th- that's not what we did. Now, <laughs> I might not have minded that with that particular young lady. But that's not what you did. But that's not what we did. No, no. you're welcome. No, you should probably move on now. All right. Uh, so before What's we on get the going, agenda, Greg. I so in the description for this, Greg, are you going to write touch and bung? We touched bungholes together. Nope, because I don't want people to get the wrong impression about the three of us. 
<laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> I, since I'm back, I'm back uh, for the first time in, it feels like a very long time, I would like to uh, open a beverage. Uh, I know, John, you do not partake anymore. Todd, you probably shouldn't partake anymore. Um, but <laughs> Got a little whiskey going. A little, so uh, work took me up to uh, the state capital of Illinois uh, a couple weeks ago to a place called Ingrained uh, Brew and Grill. Had a very nice uh, – by the way, I don't know if you know are, – are, are y'all out there in the West, you familiar with the, the horseshoe plate? Not familiar? Okay. I, it's a Springfield. Springfield is, is the home of the horseshoe or pony shoe, if you want the smaller version. The traditional horseshoe is a hamburger bun, open faced, with like a, a either a really big hamburger patty or two, and then you cover it with fries, cover it with cheese sauce, you know, what other ever toppings you have or chili. Um, this particular uh, one had a lot of varieties of the horseshoe or pony shoe. I've had uh, like a buffalo chicken. Uh, horseshoe. I had this particular day. I had uh, pulled pork, barbecue pork. Uh, horseshoe. But anyway, it, if y'all aren't familiar with the horseshoe, you need to get on board uh, because they're they're fantastic. They're filling. Uh, you could have rolled me out of the door. But as I mentioned, it's a, a brewery as well. So I picked up. I, I did what I do because I like to support my you know liver uh, working fun- uh, properly, but I also like to support local breweries. So I picked up a couple of four packs. Of, of their own brew there. And this particular one is called, again, it's Ingrained Brewing Company, Springfield, Illinois, and it's the Folsom. And it is an Irish red, you see there, 6.0% ABV and uh, 22 IBUs. And I just wanted to, I'm, I'm back, I want to celebrate with you gentlemen, if I may. Oh, that sounds good. I like that sound, Greg. It's a good sound. This is, a, again, this is not a traditional 12-ounce, nor is it a tall boy. It's right in the middle, about a 16-ounce, good 16-ounce flavor. I'm very pleased with the Irish Reds, the Folsom from Ingrained. Cheers to you guys, and cheers to uh, all Husker fans, but not Paul Feinbaum. <laughs> Why not Paul Feinbaum, Greg? I'm glad you asked that, John. Uh, so, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, earlier this week, Paul was on his radio show on WJOX in Birmingham, Alabama, which, by the way, can we just all agree? Uh, and, and I think Nate McHugh, Nate McHugh dropped a counter bootleg uh, podcast earlier this week, and he summed it up really well. I, I can't remember if it was in the article that accompanied the podcast or uh, the show itself, but he, he said very accurately Paul Feinbaum is not an expert. He's a personality. So take everything. I mean, same is like Skip Bayless, um, Sean Hannity, you know, <laughs> no, Clay Travis. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, none of these people are experts. They're just out, you know, uh, in the echo chamber, largely that is, you know, their, their base. Um, but Paul Feinbaum, and I'm, I'm not going to, take the time to pull up the exact quote. I wanted to try to find the audio. It became too much work. Uh, WJOX, make your stuff more accessible um, for lazy people, I guess. Um, but he said something to the fact of uh, Huskers fans are, are delusional, living in the 80s and 90s, um, and that he said pretty much like, bury Nebraska football, they're they're never coming back. Say a, I think he said something, almost, almost a quote here was, say a prayer, Husker football is dead. 
that's just about that's a paraphrase, but it's pretty accurate. Uh, so uh, my biggest problem is that Paul Feinbaum caters to his base, much like any you know personality politician, etc. Uh, he's no different than any other talking head. Is he's going to say something that <clears throat> you know his supporters are going to jump on and in support, and he says just enough to. I think keep his name nationally relevant. You know, he's talking about Nebraska's fo- Nebraska football's relevance, but really outside of the SEC country up until a couple of years ago, I had no idea who Paul Feinbaum was. Um, and he's he bounces around, I think, so much. You know, when Auburn, Auburn was hot, he was, in, uh, you know, trumpeting them. Alabama, of course, Georgia. He is a shill for whatever SEC team happens to be playing the best – that particular year. So, but I, I do take issue with the fact, and, and Nate was, had a really check out counter boot. Like it's only about 11 and a half or so minutes. Uh, but Nate, he's like, we are as Husker fans, we are no longer stuck in the eighties or nineties. I think we've had reality kick the crap out of us too much. Like, cause we're not expecting that national championship. Like we were 25 years ago. Now we're hoping for a bowl game. You know, and and that is that's not the uh, the '90s Husker fan mentality. I want your guys' thoughts on both what Paul Feinbaum said and then Nate's uh, uh, very you know accurate response. I think. Go ahead, John. <laughs> well, I I you know the people who think we're stuck in the '80s and '90s are tend to be people that are not Nebraska fans. I mean, they're, they, they, they use it as a, it's like the fucking, Hey, what's the hell on the helmet stand for? Like we haven't heard that joke 60,000 times. Here's the, how's the weather up there. Do you play basketball when you run into a six foot five guy? The same shit. You know, I don't think anybody that or very few Nebraska fans are stuck in the eighties and nineties. And, uh, I think everybody has a realistic look at this program that right now they're just hoping that we can get to a ball game. So the whole stuck in the eighties and nineties thing. Yeah. That's something, some guy that, you know what, that, that, that's some, something a guy like you said, says when he's catering to people in the sec that don't know shit about us. And and we say shit about them too, except that I'm an expert and not just a personality. Damn well, right. I know what the fuck is going on with <laughs> Alabama and motherfuckers. They're paying everybody to go there. That's how they get all them good players. Oh, but, Paul, Paul, yeah. Paul, this is Tammy from Alabama. <laughs> Paul, I, guess, I, I guess want to talk thing. about the Crimson Tide. <laughs> you know, I guess the thing with. <laughs> Are you done, Tammy? God. No, Paul. Paul, how how are the boys going to do this fall? Well, Tammy, you should hang up and listen now. This what makes it better, honestly, is is look. Go back if you're just listening to this. Go back and watch this portion on YouTube, and just watch Todd's face when he's calling Paul, because he, I, I really feel like he's summoning his inner Tammy. <laughs> well done, well done, Todd. Careful with that. I I think the thing about Paul Feinbaum for me is uh, I respect a guy that's that fucking ugly. 
for having a uh, having a good career. I mean, he's taken his blowhardedness and he's made a lot of money off of it. He's made a good career out of it. I think the other part that I resent about Paul Feinbaum is that ESPN puts him on their program and expects me to take him seriously. Yeah. You know, it's already a night. 10 years ago, maybe, I don't know. Well, yeah, 10 years ago, ESPN College Game Day was the show you got up to watch. As a guy who has to run a website and be aware of what everybody's saying, uh, I sometimes feel like I have to watch it, but I don't enjoy it anymore. It's not an enjoyable show. And it's not an enjoyable show, number one, because it's too canned. And then, and then they have fuck nuts like that on there. They, they're just going to say shit to piss me off. They don't say anything meaningful. So I guess Paul Feinbaum, you know, whatever. Are we delusional? I'm delusional. Fuck yeah. Why do you think I run a website? It's cheaper than going to therapy. So I have no problems with the delusional thing. Uh, that we're stuck in the past? No. Uh, that I think he also said that we could stick a fork in the program. Was that it? Something I, like something that. Like the that, yeah. program's done. Whatever, Paul. It's, yeah, everything's you know, technical. He's old enough to do that and know that shit. You, you said it earlier. Paul Feinbaum is not an expert. Paul, Paul Feinbaum, he's not He's not an analyst. He He's an entertainer. And, um, you know, unfortunately, I think that with – you know, the, the vast media that we have anymore. Um, it's, it's hard to find, you know, too many people that really are those, you know, kind of down in the dirt, um, good solid analysts that know what they're talking about. Um, but I'll be honest with you. I don't mind listening to Paul Feinbaum. Um, but I'm not listening to it, you know, to, to learn anything about, um, football in this country. Uh, Paul Feinbaum, uh, it's it's just like watching, you know, one of those uh, afternoon talk shows or something like that. He's he's got he's a regional uh, he, he's a regional expert, if you will. I mean, you know, he, he's got the Southeast Conference down pat and he's been around long enough and he's had he has enough contacts in the Southeast Conference, you know, old journalists, many of them that are dead, you know, they've been covering that 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 area for a long, long time. Um, and he he knew those guys at one point in time. So he's he's a historian of the Southeast Conference. So, you know, he can tell a lot of stories and, and he can share a lot of wisdom. But in terms of his ability to analyze uh, college football and and to make those kind of comments about a fan base that he's not at all familiar with, um, that's that's bullshit. And um, you know, I think Nebraska fans, you know, I think that the vast majority of them are realists. Um, I think there are personally, I think there's a few that um, are still clinging, you know, to the '90s and and you know just thinking, okay, with this or with that, we can be back to where we were at. But um, I think most Nebraska fans have their feet on the ground. I think what, what I well, the worst been, problem is most of us hate ourselves more than anybody else does. <laughs> there, it, there's, Don't you there, see the there's comments more. from, no, go, are you going to the spring game? I'm going to go see them lose. I mean, the comments are all over the board. Like, 
you know, everybody turned into an old curmudgeon, the, the Nebraska fan, man. It, it, it does amaze me how uh, the last five years have made, you know, 70% of Husker fans exactly like John Johnston. <laughs> well, you know, the always hopeful, always hopeful and continually disappointed. I remember there was, uh, it was 2020. Gosh, going back, yeah, 2020 was supposed to be the year of positive John, and then March was happened. It? Yeah, March happened, and then uh, you know positivity went out the door. As soon as as soon as you couldn't watch you know Nebraska baseball anymore, you're like, well, fuck it, I'm checking out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, then then they pushed off our ba- our football season until uh, October. But uh, I think the thing that aggravates me the most about this. Paul Feinbaum situation is that we've spent too much time talking about it already. You know, uh, yes. we, we gave, we gave, uh, it, and, and that's my fault. Um, but that, it is. It, it, thanks John. I pre- thank you for that. We bring you back. You bring up fucking Paul Feinbaum. Gone. Ah, what can I say? I can't um, Paul, Paul, oh my God, see what you've done. I know. So let's move on. And it dawns on me, you know what we're missing, John? On the show right now, do you know what we're missing? Butterflies? <laughs> <laughs> what are we missing, Greg? I was just saying, I have a goatee. You have a goatee. I think Todd needs a goatee. No. Why, why? I can't do it, guys. Why not? Well, are you sure we are hashtag CN after dark? <laughs> We are My as of 83. the recording. We are not as of the publishing, but go, let's go for it. <laughs> Prior to my grandfather passing away when he was probably in his mid-80s, and he had a little bit of that old dementia going on, I remember going to visit him. We were watching something on TV, and whoever we were watching, the two guys both had goatees. And he kind of looked at me and, you know, there were some times you wondered whether or not he was in the room with you or if he was back in 1947 showing cattle at the Chicago Livestock Show. Just didn't know where he was at. But he looked at me and he says, Todd, he said, what do you think of those those goatee things? What do you think about those? And I said, oh, Grandpa, I don't know. I, I'm not going to have one. And he says, you know what they look like? Well, what, what do they look like? Pussy with teeth. <laughs> I knew it was going to be something like this. <laughs> so, fellas. <laughs> I, I really don't want to walk around with a pussy with teeth. What do you uh, Okay, I'm speechless. And there, <laughs> there, there's our title for this week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Butterflies and goatees. <laughs> God, this could be an all-time low for this show. Yeah, it's great to be back. <laughs> nice to be back, Greg. Yeah, cheers. Um, all right. So this episode, of course, drops uh, on Friday morning, which means we're <laughs> just over twenty-four hours away from the Nebraska football spring game who's excited i mean honestly i am okay well you're gonna be there you have that added level i hope i you know i haven't heard yet but 
Probably, yes. Wouldn't that be something? Because I know, a little peek behind the curtain, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday night. Uh, John said he, he hopes to be hitting the road to Lincoln on Thursday. And wouldn't it just be something you get there, you knock on the front door of Memorial Stadium, and Keith Mann says no? <laughs> well, that would suck. But I do have a baseball credential, so I oh, will be at Haymarket Park. For the Rutgers series, and I haven't been to Haymarket Park for a long time. That'd be fantastic. And it's going to be weird for me. It's going to be I'll weird be for you. With you because I don't, I don't. It's a black hole for me. Part of that, <clears throat> part of that baseball park is just gone from my memory. I can remember things I did when I was there, but I can't remember. Honestly, I can't remember what it really looks like other than seeing it on TV. Even though I've been there. God knows how many times. We'll leave that for later. I was just going to say the spring game. The the the, the 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 base that's ninety feet from home plate is first base. Okay, if that's the black hole you're talking about, that's how baseball works. You know the the spring game. Thank you. How can you not be excited about going to a fucking event where there's actually like I don't know maybe thirty thousand people? They've sold thirty two thousand people at the last count I saw. They, they, they sold thirty two thousand <laughs> tickets. <laughs> hold on hold on i need another drink yeah but i mean how right can now not be right now we have to say about going to a game where Did, there's actually you know thousands of people in a in the stands at anything i mean you know last year i can tell you last year on on april 18th when we were supposed to have our spring game i cried that i was not able to go i was very upset by that i um, didn't i didn't know that jj and, what i said i didn't know that jj well you know i I mean i love going to this thing it's one thing that you get a go and it's and you get it it's like a celebration if you take it really serious then you're fucking up the occasion if you go there to see people and talk to people and have fun and watch something you love which is called nebraska football then it's a really good time you know and and Excuse me. Over the last spring games, I think the thing for me about being at the spring game is uh, being on the sideline and being able to actually, you know, talk to other people. Uh, I met Jan Berger down there once. I met, uh, I can't remember his name now, but <clears throat> a guy that was, I think, the backup center in front of Scott Frost and talked to him for a while. Really nice guy. You know, just talking to, I met Yoshi down there in person for the first time. Uh, you know, it's, it's fun. It's always been a good time to be down there and, and walk around and just talk outside the stadium to other Husker fans that aren't strangers because we all have some common, something in common that we love. So I, if you say you're not looking forward to it, then you know what? Just fucking shut up and not go. Don't watch it on TV and don't fucking comment on it. I, We've already had a joy killing year. Did I, I don't say, need any more of this goddamn <laughs> when they went to games. Fucking joy-hating bastards probably still get invited to more parties than I do. I feel I feel attacked. What do you think, Todd? I feel like you were calling me out. I was just playing devil's advocate, but I, I thank you for uh, setting the record straight, JJ. <laughs> By the way, I, if you haven't noticed, I started calling J, uh, John JJ earlier today in text messages and now on the show. Uh, there's only one other person I've ever known to routinely call him JJ. You have to check out one of the last uh, episodes of uh, John's Post Life Crisis with the D1 Baseball's Eric Sorensen. Uh, just 
always a great conversation. And Eric's a, another Husker uh, baseball fan and, and good shows there. Uh, basically, I'm here. Uh, what I'm my presence here is just to shill for all the other podcasts here on on the feed. So, <laughs> well, you, at least you, you remember this stuff. You broke up. I'm not entirely sure what you said, but you're laughing, so I'll take that as a compliment. Well, I said at least you remember this stuff. Thank you. You know, outside that podcast interview, I promised to send to buy and send Eric a uh, a photo I took at the last World Series I shot of if you remember that World Series, Arkansas was going to win that thing if they caught a foul ball. Yep. And I have a perfect photo of that foul ball right here in front of the Arkansas outfielder's face with a look of absolute horror on his face because he knows they they fucked it up. Three of them, all three of them, they're standing watching that ball drop. You catch that ball as a national title for Dave Van Horn. And the guy, that ball dropped, and the guy standing next to me, the photographer standing next to me in the well said, boy, I'll tell you what, those guys are going to feel like hell if this next guy hits the ball over, you know, Hits the ball over the wall. There it went, and Oregon State went on to win. <clears throat> okay, back to the Nebraska spring game. <laughs> God damn it. Sorry. What uh, are we looking for? Are we looking for anything? A good time? Butterflies? Well, Go team? I I feel like, look, it's, it's, it's 100% more spring game than we got a year ago, but we're still not complete. You know, we found out, I think, Again, as we're recording this, maybe today that Thomas Fedone is out until midseason. Uh, you know he's going to have to have surgery. Um, I don't know who all's healthy. I, I I know you know earlier in spring practice, you know some some guys were. I'm gonna say missing. I don't I don't mean to allude any any um, for any negative reason, but you know have a. a a calf sprain or, you know, I'm making up reasons, but like Omar Manning, I think missed the practice, uh, Marquis step missed the pra- uh, practice. So, you know, you have some big components who, you know, I think we're going to see on Saturday, but I, you, they might've missed the day or so. I, I feel like we're, we're still not going to get the complete picture. Uh, but that being said, what I'm looking forward to seeing, I think the most is how Adrian Martinez interacts with the wide receivers that are on be it, you know, whether he's on the scarlet or the cream side or the red or white, however you want to call it. I I want to, we cannot afford another season of Adrian Martinez passing the ball 10 yards over a a wide receiver's head. Uh, You know, you know, we can't afford drops. We can't afford, you know, bad decisions. And, you know, we have a very out. You know, beyond Martinez, we have a very untested quarterback room. You know that we have a couple of guys, but you know we have a what a true freshman coming in and a redshirt freshman, I guess, uh, with Logan Smothers. And I, I, full disclosure, my hands have been full. I've been uh, busier than a one-armed paper hanger, uh, so I don't. I haven't been following. I haven't been watching, you know, any of the clips, you know, I, I catch one here or there, some highlights, but I, I'm not, I didn't watch the, you know, clips, the highlights from the open practice, things like that. I'm going by just, you know, my gut. And you have, you have so many unknowns. You have a lot of unknowns in, in the, or maybe under tested in the, the running back core. Linebacking is still, you know, uh, it, it hit and miss. 
I, I feel pretty confident in, in the defense, but I know that I'd like to see a little bit more. I would like to have a little bit more experience in some spots uh, on the linebacking core than, than what we have coming in. Um, long way to answer your question, John. Uh, I'm, I'm most interested to see what Adrian Martinez does and how he handles, you know, the weapons around him. Well, Marquis Step and Ramir Johnson are out as the two running backs are out, which means we have uh, 43 other running backs that we get to watch. And uh, they, in the first half, there will be no live tackling. Now, keep in mind that's no live tackling of backs and receivers and quarterbacks, which this is what Ohio State did in their spring game. And uh, I think they're a pretty shitty team because of it. But uh, for the second half, they'll have live tackling amongst the younger players because everybody knows you can kill freshmen. You got 678 of them. So fuck them. Kill them. Smash them up. Everybody go, yay! That guy is all pieces like Mr. Potato Head hitting the wall. Well, John, how do you uh, how, how do you strengthen steel in the forge? I smash it up. <laughs> Got to be a temper in the fire. Tested by fire. Yeah. I think, I think think? the only thing that, uh, or the thing that I'm really queuing in on, there's just two things. I, I want to see how Logan Smothers and, and, uh, Heinrich Harbaugh, I want to, I'm, I'm curious how they're going to do. Did I say it right? Heinrich Harbaugh? You got it. You're fine. I thought it was, I got it one, one time. Um, I'm curious about that. And then I want to see how this Aussie punts the ball. I mean, you know, they say that this guy can kick the damn thing out of the stadium. I'm just curious, you know, what kind of a leg that guy's got him on him. I, I, but I'm not, I'm not the guy that gets all pumped up about the spring game. I think the beauty of the spring game, to be very honest with you, is that there's a lot of young families that get to go to this game and watch the Cornhuskers play that on a Saturday in the fall, um, it's either financially a reach for them or, you know, the reality is it's kind of tough to take a three-year-old and a infant or a five-year-old, a three-year-old and a two-year-old, you know, to a Nebraska game on a, on a Saturday in the fall. So I think that that's a wonderful thing. And I think that the university capitalizes on that a lot, you know, which expands, the, the, the fan base a bit. So indoctrination baseball game. <laughs> indoctrination. There you Actually, go. Speaking of, uh, I don't, I'm not too familiar with like as a franchise, but have y'all heard of shields? Is that a, yep. okay. So that's a play. I didn't know. I know there's one in Springfield. Um, same, same day I went to this, I walked around shields. Cause they had to walk off that meal. But this past weekend, I took my boy up there, my five-year-old, and we were walking around and and just kind of getting him out of the house because he's been, you know, cabin fever and and can't can't do a whole lot. Uh, and he found, I think, the product itself is called a pillow pet, pillow pal. I don't know, but it's a square pillow, uh, and oftentimes you know they'll have like an animal head and tail type thing, and you can kind of like Velcro it closed and give you a little bit. But they had one for. Herbie Husker, and he saw that and grabbed it off the shelf, and I'm like, I will not deny that child of a Husker. <laughs> it has begun. That's a, good, that's a good thing. Raising him right, Greg. That's right. <laughs> and got him a St. Louis Cardinals jersey, but that's 
you know, that one's more for <laughs> Nate, who I know is a Cubs fan. So, um, so you mentioned the family aspect, Todd, and, and I think it's, it, it's very, um, like when I think of, of families and I think of Nebraska and I think of spring games, um, I think of 2013 and Jack Hoffman. And we know that, you know, just about two months back now we lost Andy. Uh, I say we, you know, the family did. And, but, you know, certainly Husker Nation felt that because of the, uh, um, you know, partnership that the university has had with the uh, Team Jack Foundation, things like that. And I I wonder and I hope and I, I, I don't know. Obviously, nobody's telling me anything. I, I'm, you know, nobody from nowhere. But I wonder if there will be some type of acknowledgement uh, of Andy I'm not saying Jack's going to get out there and <laughs> run another touchdown in. Uh, I'm not making anything like that. Uh, but I wonder if there's going to be any acknowledgement of, of, uh, his contributions, uh, you know, of that partnership and, and towards, uh, you know, the, the, uh, childhood, you know, brain. I imagine they'll have an announcement, but I, 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 in the past, they've, you know, you've go down to the field and there's, Okay. Normally down on the field, you have like, they introduced Fred Hoiberg when he was our new basketball coach. A lot of former Husker football players would be down on the sidelines and they're normally introduced. to Little dignitaries type. What what you're not going to see is I don't think you're going to see a lot of people on the sidelines. Yeah. So you're probably not going to have a lot of people coming down to the field, but I imagine they'll, maybe they'll have a moment of silence for him. It'd be nice. So that's something that was, that was on my mind, um, you know, because it's been so fresh and, and there's a, you know, I think if you ask any Husker fan, when you think of the, the spring game, what's one of the first things you think of? And oftentimes it's going to be that, that touchdown run by, by Jack Hoffman. So, um, you know, I, I yeah, it, it, like you said, John, it'd be nice if they, you know, moment of silence or, or something, because that's. That was very a, a powerful moment, uh, you know, back in 2013. So, yeah, it, it would not surprise me at all if there's some acknowledgement of it, and uh, you know, it might be one of those things too, where you know the 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 university, the the athletic program has been incredibly involved with Team Jack and and some of that kind of stuff, and so maybe maybe that gets brought up to the surface too, you know, and. Former Husker Rex Burkhead has, you know, been a kind of the face of the program. Um, you know, he he's not going to be back in the fall for any kind of acknowledgement. You know, who knows? I don't, right. I don't know. But uh, it's, you know, that's Nebraska, and um, you know, that whole state, uh, the whole state, wraps its arms around people, and um, you know, maybe that's what'll happen. Maybe people will put their arms around one another and. Uh, We'll have a spike of COVID cases. That's what you're saying. Well, <laughs> yeah, I hope not. But um, they they were saying at one point, and this was, I think, before other universities had their, uh, you know, spring games. But with Bill Moose's intention to be at least at 50 percent capacity, that it could be the largest gathering of people in the country since, you know, March of last year. Now, you mentioned earlier that right now they're at around 30,000, 35,000 tickets sold. We have to specify tickets. Um, but uh, uh, 
what what do you th- I mean realistically is it and again not knowing the protocols in place like if you have to quote unquote reserve you know have a ticket in advance or if you can walk up and do a uh you know a day of you know walk in type of of thing do we have any idea what they are anticipating as far as attendance cuz i know i mean hell the the spring game under normal circumstances will outdraw most actual regular season games, you know, from, from around the country. So, uh, there, there's, um, not delusional, but there's a, a rabid aspect to, uh, us. We are a little crazy. Um, and we will go, <laughs> we will, you know, give you Todd to, to your point, smaller portions of our money, but our money nonetheless to go see our, our, uh, our team, our boys, our Huskers, uh, you know, in, engage in uh, in combat on on the gridiron. I expect fifty thousand. That's a good number. I like that number, John. You can walk up and buy tickets. They're okay. a little bit more expensive than if you buy them ahead of time, but you can't walk up to the gate and buy tickets. Well, there the forecast for Saturday is eighty-seven degrees and sunny. Perfect. Um, you have a day like that, people are going to come out yep. and. I would I would agree with John. There'll be fifty thousand, if not a few more there. There'll be um, people beating just put me in your fucking bastard. Yeah. Put me in the you top know, row North I'll Stadium. Be, I'll I'll do it. I don't care. Yeah. Give me a twenty dollar Fairbury hot dog. How, how much do you think somebody's willing? To, a lot of people. I look forward to a lot of people around Lincoln. I look forward to people I don't know if they're allowing tailgating, but I if I was down there, I'd go tailgate what the fuck. If if you were maybe like a, I guess a regular season ticket holder who has not been able to step foot in Memorial Stadium since the end of the regular season 2019, how much would you pay for a stadium Fairbury hot dog? <laughs> hmm? What a what an ad! <laughs> Fairbury hot dogs. What? They sell for the fairy fairberry dogs at Haymarket, right? Yeah, they're four bucks. Okay. All right. Well, well I guess I know where I'm eating Saturday. <laughs> Friday. I I guess what I'm trying to say is for the great taste that won't fill you up and never let you down, make it a Bud Light. Wow. Are you going to do a Bluetooth commercial just for old time's sake? Gosh, get, I, I'll. You know what? I'll get there. That's about all I could say. Man, blue tool hub. I think I, th- <laughs> I think there's two more things that you need to look for. Well, three. Well, four. okay. Anyway, the offensive line. Looking at who's on the offensive lines for each team. You know they're going to announce rosters later. Uh, looking at who the offensive linemen are and how they play, I think is going to be a big thing. And having nobody carted off on a cart would be a really nice spring game. And number three. <clears throat> I would love to see this where they have like some kind of competition for the special teams people. Like they have the punters come out and punt three or four times a piece. And, you know, some guy, I remember a few years ago, they had some kid come out there and try to field a punt and he won like $25,000 or something. And, you know, that was fun. And he got $25,000 and everybody got a cheer out of it. But, uh, you know, have the punters come out and punt. Have the kickers have a like a kickoff where they they kick five times from the forty and then they move back to the forty five and they kick five more times and and then we all cheer the winner and the loser 
loses his scholarship and gets sent to Doan or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, stuff like that. I think that it, you know it would be it would be fun to see something like yeah. that. And and along those lines, John, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned you know like uh, uh, special teams because I certainly have been haven't not been on the show uh, since this news broke. However, the news only broke last week. I'm not sure if you all discussed it. Um, some of the expected overtime changes to college football uh, in, in the new season. I want to read this briefly, if, if I may. Uh, teams will be required to run a two-point conversion play after a touchdown when a game reaches a second overtime period. Previously, the two-point attempt was required after a third overtime period, and if the game reaches a third overtime, teams will run alternating two-point plays instead of starting another drive at the opponent's 25-yard line. And this is a change from the previous rule, which started to use two-point plays in the fifth overtime period. Now, I say that's okay, but if you're asking me, have one overtime I, I want to see it done like it's done in, in the NHL. Have one overtime period, however, you know, every everybody gets a possession from the 25, and then you start doing field goals. Uh, you go field goals from the 20, from the 25, from the 30, until somebody misses. And you're not allowed to ice the kicker, Mike Shanahan. You're not allowed to ice the kicker. <laughs> uh, but um, that that's how I would like to see. Obviously, they're not asking me. Um, go to bed. No, they're not asking you, and thank God they're not. That seems excessive, John. <laughs> they're trying to speed it up for television because they're tired of the bitching and complaining from from fans of the game after the one that goes into overtime. Oh. Um, would be I, my I thought they were I thought that they were caring you know that when players get tired they have a much ten, greater tendency to be injured. and that's what's wrong that's what's wrong with this generation John that's what's wrong <laughs> you fight it out to bloody end damn it it's a war of attrition they should play these games quarter by quarter by quarter until one team just can't answer the bell anymore who stands victorious after the fifth quarter, the sixth quarter, the seventh quarter? Look, I might that- look like a fool for this, but on my screen, uh, Todd is positioned on the lower level of Zoom. I'm pointing in agreement. Todd is the man. <laughs> I agree. Uh, you <clears throat> play until there's – also, and I've said this before, and I catch hell from it every time I say it, but it's not going to stop me. Uh, farming technology has made Huskers soft. Because nobody's out there bailing hay and in working in the fields like they were thirty years ago. They're all riding in the in the John Deere air that's air conditioned and, and with all all run by computers and everything like that. And yeah. and take away farming technology and make Nebraska linemen great again. There you go. There you go. I was going to say that I think that the NCAA is showing how much it cares about student welfare, student athlete <laughs> welfare and safety by shortening these overtime games so that people have a late, less tendency to get injured when mm. they're tired. I don't buy it. But think of the hotel industry. <laughs> I mean, geez. The hotel industry? Well, they aren't spending the extra night in town, spending dollars to stimulate the local economy. If they can get out of town, those are steaks that aren't being bought at the steakhouse. Hell, they're going home. They're not spending money. That's right. John, why don't you think about the the local economy? 
It's like you're a capitalist all of a sudden. I know what you're doing. We, we turned your him. Your side's in charge, so you're just starting to become despot guy. <laughs> you know, actually, I, I don't have a problem with him going for two in the second overtime. That's fine. And do it in the third overtime. But I hate that idea. What is it? Down the road a little bit isn't the plan that they'll just go for two and go for two until one team doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that. You know, it's just like penalty kicks in soccer. That's stupid. Keep playing the damn game until somebody scores. I don't know. Penalty kicks are a little anticlimactic, but, uh, you know, you, you have to, you have to be laser focused. Why do you hate lasers, Todd? How are penalty kicks anticlimactic? I don't know. I, I, John, I don't know if I told you this, but that beer was 6.0% alcohol by volume. So I'm not thinking <laughs> a little clearly at this point. I haven't had a beer in a, in a, in a while. Um, I had three kids that played soccer, and I thought when those games went to penalty kicks, you were like, oh, my God. Yeah, but those are kids, and they don't exciting. know how to play soccer. It's, you, you just hope to be a little bit faster than the goalie. So, peewee soccer is is horrible, John. I just want you to. I, I appreciate they, your they sacrifice. Grew up. They, my kids are adults. You know, they they stop playing peewee soccer and then they play grown up and teenage <laughs> soccer. And I I'm sure God. they did. I'm sure this they did. Going to take some getting used to being the fucking sober guy all the time. I'm, I'm sure they did grow up, but now I have the mental image of like your 15 year olds playing peewee soccer against like seven year olds. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Um, I got nothing else except a nap in my near future, and that's called bedtime. Yes. Uh, so, what else do you have for the spring game, Todd? Nebraska takes on Rutgers. Nebraska baseball won their seventh series in a row. They've never done that in their school history, but this is a year in which they are not playing non-conference games. So. You know, it's it. It was nice to see him pull, pull out the Michigan State game, and uh, and and win that series on Sunday, especially. But uh, Nebraska baseball's kicking ass. Rutgers has been a really not a very good team, but I, my understanding is like they you pointed out the interview with uh, Mr. Sorensen from D1 Baseball. Rutgers isn't bad anymore. They're not horrible. So it should be interesting to see what Nebraska does with them this weekend. Rutgers has won games in the conference, and they've beaten some of the better teams, you know, maybe one one game on the weekend. Well, so they won I, their series against Michigan. Yeah, exactly. They beat Michigan in the series. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see. You know, I hope that – I guess what I'm looking for on the weekend, you know, is some of the same consistency that we've seen – um, you know, two or three weeks ago, but hopefully that we get things straightened out a little bit on Saturdays. Those have been kind of the the difficult games on the weekends for the for the Huskers, and and I got a feeling that <laughs> Coach Bolt um, there there will be a mind shift in their approach at the plate um, when they had all those strikeouts. I mean, I'll tell you what, I didn't hear who players of the week were, but he won, that he bench, did he get he it? Yeah. Holy smokes, that pitcher from Michigan State in a losing effort, there is no question that uh, one of the best 10 innings or nine innings or whatever it was that I've ever seen pitched. Um, 17 Ks. Talk about attrition yeah. at the end, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
So no, I'm looking forward to the weekend and, and uh, it'll be fun to be in Lincoln. The weather's going to be nice. And, and you guys are absolutely right to, you know, when they bring the, the spring game, there will be uh, a level of excitement in Lincoln uh, that has been gone for a couple that hasn't been there for a couple of years. That's going to be fun to uh, see that I'll town live cry. again. Pardon? I'll probably cry. John? Yeah, I'll, I'll bet you will. I, I I'll say, bet you will. Look, and, and I say this only partially mockingly, but also quite sincere. If, if you are, are, are feeling welled up with emotion, will you go uh, somewhere in Lincoln, find a tree and put it on YouTube for us? <laughs> Well, actually, Yoshi and I are going to try to get together outside the stadium after the spring game. Oh, that'd be awesome. I'm not 100% sure how I'm going to record these things. And then uh, uh, maybe Todd and I could do something in front of a camera with a microphone. Wouldn't We can find a tree. You know what? We can go out to Branched Oak Lake because I'm sure we've done something near trees out there. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Just not sure what it might have been. I remember a camping trip out there, though. Well, speaking of Maybe trees, sake, I'll go up on the interstate and rip a sign out of the fucking. <laughs> speaking of trees, if you need help finding the wood in your life, BlueChew.com will help. Okay. Good night, everybody. Go. That is it for. Right, are, we, are we done? I don't know. I thought so. Uh, by the way, uh, okay. Nebraska baseball is uh, now ranked number 22, according to D1Baseball.com. And uh, go there for all of your D1 baseball needs because, let's be honest, nobody else gives uh, college baseball the recognition and accolades it deserves quite like D1Baseball.com. And uh, our good friend, Eric Sorensen, who's always welcome here on the Five Heart Podcast as well, not just John's post-life crisis. Uh, Eric, if you're listening – you are welcome. Bring your own beer. <laughs> uh, so that'll do it for this episode of the Five Heart Podcast. It's great to be back. Uh, we'll see if I'm back next week. I honestly have no idea. We're doing this you know, week to week, day to day at this point. Uh, but my name is Greg Mahochko. Thanks, as always, to John Dam Johnston, Todd Wolverton. We remind you, I, I, I'm wondering if this is probably the first time it's been said accurately in a month. We remind you this week and every week that Five Heart is all the heart you need. John? Go Big Red. Todd? <laughs> we'll see you this weekend, guys. And safe travel. Well, we will see you. Todd and I will both be at Haymarket Park. And, uh, you know, say hello. That's right. Don't because <laughs> Because what these old guys want nothing more than is uh, is to be accosted by their adoring fans. So go up there. And uh, and give them – no, don't give them COVID. That's a horrible thing to say. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>